Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Sienna, and you're listening to Learning to Love Life. Today, we have a very special guest, Taylor, who I'm so excited to talk to. But before we get into the episode, I'm just going to have her give a little introduction. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, so my name is Taylor. I'm a women's health dietitian. I'm located in Spruce Grove, Alberta, Canada. Um, And yeah, so I'm women's health dietitian. So basically, I help women with their nutrition. um, And yeah, lately, I've been focusing on like menstrual cycle issues. And um, but I also do some fertility and prenatal nutrition as well. But yeah, that's about it. And I found you through looking into birth control and kind of how that affects the body in different ways. Would you talk a little bit about why you got interested in looking at how nutrition and birth control kind of come together and what it looks like to transition off that? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'd say it was mostly kind of like my own personal experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of dove into the world of birth control. uh, It's probably like three years ago now. I was on the pill for 10 years. And Mm -hmm. I always just kind of felt like it was weird to be on it for that long. But yeah, um, but you don't really like, you kind of question things, but like, you really Mm -hmm. only talk to your doctor about things. And they're like, Oh, there's no issues. And so I was like, went on my merry way. But um, I think through like other podcasts, and um, yeah, just like doing my own research online and stuff kind of realized that, okay, like, birth control is actually impacting a lot more than Mm -hmm. I thought. And yeah, I didn't know about like the nutrient depletions and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so it's kind of like my own personal experience. I kind of, I decided to get off the pill um, shortly after I kind of explored all that information. And um, yeah, so it's been kind of my own personal experience getting off and Mm -hmm. just figuring out the transition and learning more, reading lots of books about like how to support your body properly. And how does birth control impact nutrients? Yeah. So uh, the main way is like it's nutrient depletion. It causes Mm -hmm. nutrients to be depleted from the body. So, um, and different birth controls have different um, effects. So, the main, the main thing is, or the main one is like the pill. So, mm-hmm. um, the birth control pill has been shown to deplete a variety of different nutrients. Um, and kind of list them if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, main ones is like B vitamins. So specifically B2, B6, B12. Um, it also depletes vitamin C, folate, vitamin E, magnesium, selenium, and zinc. So quite a long list. Um, And the thing with this is like um, lots of women are like on birth control basically up to the point of getting pregnant. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the nutrients that are depleted are actually super important for pregnancy. So this is kind of like we don't really want to be in this situation because – if you're going into pregnancy in an already depleted state, like that's really going to impact your pregnancy, potentially Mm -hmm. postpartum experience and even like your baby's long-term health. So we definitely want to do better at like educating women on getting off like ahead of time of pregnancy and repleting all their vitamins and minerals 
before that. Um, Mm -hmm. When it comes to like the IUDs and stuff, they also um, deplete nutrients as well. Um, I don't think the research is as strong with IUDs because I think they're a little newer than the pill. Mm -hmm. Um, But the hormonal IUD is associated with iron deficiency because it's usually linked with lots of blood loss in women. And then the copper IUD is associated with a zinc deficiency because of the high levels of copper. So mm-hmm. um, copper and zinc are essentially kind of, they need to be in balance with each other. So if we have a lot of one and not of the other, it's going to cause a depletion in the opposite one. So that's something to kind of keep in mind as well. And is it possible to still be on birth control, but, you know, manage your nutrition in a way that you're still getting the nutrients you need? Or is it kind of that in order to really be able to have the right amount of like nutrients and like vitamins that you need, do you need to get off the pill completely? Or is there a way to balance it out with food? Yeah, totally. That's a great question. So I think like the choice and the decision to be on birth control is definitely on the individual. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you have to weigh like the risks and the benefits of both of being on it and being off of it. Um, for some women, like they really don't want to be off of it. So, Mm -hmm. um, you can definitely, I feel like you can definitely support your, your nutrition and support your hormones while you're on it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's always, yeah, it's kind of, it's definitely like up to the individual. I can't, I can't really say like everyone should mm-hmm. be off of control because everyone has their own reasons for being on it. Yeah. So, um, but I think definitely you can do, you can do a lot while you're still on it to support your nutrient levels. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you said previously, you'd been on it for um, a pretty long period, like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Is there a correlation between time and how much it is affecting you? <sighs> it's kind of, it's hard to say, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say like for the average person who maybe isn't as focused on their nutrition and like aware of all of the ways that like birth control affects them, I would say Mm -hmm. the longer you're on it, theoretically, the more depleted you might be Mm -hmm. and the harder it might be to, um, to bounce back from like being on hormones for so long. It's not always the case. Like some people come off birth control and they have no issues. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't on it for very long and they have lots of issues when they come off. It really yeah. depends on the person for sure. And looking more like from an opinion standpoint, how do you feel about doctors prescribing birth control for so many reasons and to so many age groups? Yeah. So I don't know. Like in my, in my opinion, I feel like, um, it is kind of tough because doctors are really only, they're trained to prescribe medications. Like they're Mm -hmm. not really trained to go deeper and to look at like the root cause for issues. I think a lot of women are prescribed birth control when it's birth control. Isn't the main reason Mm -hmm. lots of women are prescribed birth control for like managing heavy periods and managing cramps and for like acne and stuff like this, Mm -hmm. which I don't necessarily agree with because you're not getting to the root cause of anything. Mm -hmm. And birth control isn't going to improve 
the issues that you had prior to birth control. It's basically yeah. just kind of suppressing them. The issues are going to continue to go on like under the surface. And it might be, it might be kind of like a downfall because you may have these underlying issues and they may just get worse as you're on birth mm-hmm. control and you don't realize until you get off or until you have visible issues that are coming up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't necessarily agree with how quickly birth control is given out. Yeah, um, I've definitely seen it like in my own personal experience where I wasn't prescribed birth control for birth control reasons. Like I was prescribed for heavy periods and mm-hmm. I didn't really look at any underlying cause. And I was very young and it's kind of normal to have like irregular cycles in the beginning. Yeah. But I feel like the awareness just isn't there. And I guess doctors just don't have another option. Like that's what they've been trained to do. So that's kind of what they do. Yeah. And you actually kind of answered this question, but as I was, I was looking at one of the posts you had about kind of the underlying causes instead of addressing the issue. So what are some potential long-term consequences of relying on birth control to manage like menstrual, menstrual symptoms, as you said, rather than addressing the root cause? Yeah. So I say like, from my perspective, like the nutrient depletion is a big one. So the more depleted you get, like the more problems you may have when you get off, Mm -hmm. um, since nutrients are needed for like so many functions in the body. Um, I also said like before, if you were put on to manage other issues, the birth control is going to fix them. So Mm -hmm. they may be worse under the surface. Um, The other thing that not a lot of people know is birth control is actually connected with like gut health issues. So like, yeah, it's been kind of associated with issues with like the microbiome and functioning of the gut. So um, that could potentially be like a long-term consequence of being on it for so Mm -hmm. long. Um, The other issue is like, for any kind of birth control that's like hormonal and it suppresses ovulation. Um, if you're not ovulating, this can be like um, a huge issue. Like mm-hmm. our, as women, like we need to ovulate regularly. Yeah. It's linked to like bone health, like bone formation. It's important for fertility, obviously. Um, and so like if we, lots of women have been put on birth control and they're on it from like 15 to like 25 or even longer Yeah, for that amount of time that they're not ovulating, like they could really be impacting their long-term like Mm -hmm. bone health for like one example. Um, So it's not just important for like, if you're trying to conceive like ovulating regularly. And have you noticed when you or like clients have gotten off birth control, any positive changes associated with maybe mood or overall energy? Yeah, I'd say like, I think the mood and the mental health piece is mm-hmm. really big. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but like, it's something like for all the women that have birth control, they have like, I don't know, three or four times more likely of being prescribed antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Um, So like the mental health piece is a big thing. 
I know yeah. with some clients that I've worked with, they've said, um, like on birth control, they just, they had like a loss of self. Like they didn't, it was almost like they were in this fog and yeah. didn't feel like themselves. And when they came off of it, like it's like the fog lifted. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely lots of positive things. I would say one of the biggest things um, that I've even seen is just um, being more in tune with your body. Like it, mm-hmm. it's really empowering to, to know where you are in your cycle. It's not just like you have the same hormones every day. Mm-hmm. You're kind of just like, I don't know, flatlined um, where you can feel like the fluctuations each day with your cycle. And um, I just feel like it's a really empowering thing to have. Um, The other thing that I think is important to note is like um, the benefits sexually from women. Mm -hmm. So like birth control is known to um, be associated with like more painful sex and vaginal dryness and like decreased libido so mm-hmm. lots of women they, when they come off of it they have more like positive sexual experiences which mm-hmm. I think like is super important as well and it's just not yeah. really talked about and do you think there are reliable alternatives for people who don't want to be on birth control anymore yeah totally so my favorite is fertility awareness method. Um, mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? I think, I, is it like cycle tracking? Yeah. Or is that kind of? Okay. Essentially, yeah. So there's like different types of fertility awareness method. Mm-hmm. Um, the The type that I've learned and like I use personally is um, basically tracking cervical mucus and basal body temperature. Um, mm-hmm. So this is like, and it's studied, like there's lots of research to support it. Um, it's essentially just as effective as hormonal birth control. It's just, it's very um, up to the user in how accurate. Yeah. So like you have to be, you have to be kind of aware of like what things are um, indicative of your fertile window and like, mm-hmm. yeah, how to like interpret it, all the signs. But um that's my favorite method to use. Um, I know there's also like different like tracking softwares and stuff out there, but I feel like tracking cervical mucus is like super easy. You just check when you go to the bathroom and, um, yeah. So I think like that's, that's the best alternative in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, and do you feel like you've been able to, Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I forgot to say, um, just keep in mind that like, if you are going to, um, if you are going to look at doing fertility awareness method and you're Mm -hmm. using like an app to track, um, lots of apps like predict your fertile window and they predict like when you're ovulating and stuff like that. But I would caution anyone like in interpreting that, Mm -hmm. um, just because like apps are functioning on algorithms. They're not they're not having the interpretations that you would have. So like um, definitely like always do your own observations, not relying on an app because it's not always reliable for people. 
Yeah. And do you feel like you've been able to kind of become more in tune with your body by doing this method of birth control for yourself? Oh, yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah. It's really, like I said before, it's super empowering just to yeah. to know, like, when you're on birth control, you're kind of just like numb to where you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> other than like when you have your period. Um, yeah. But yeah, when you're tracking, like, like, you know, okay, like I'm getting close to ovulation, like, mm-hmm. we may want to either like abstain or use another method of birth control, like condoms. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, it's just, and it's also interesting to know to be able to link your feelings back to something. Yeah. So like if you are feeling like low energy one day or something and you're just kind of feeling like more introverted, mm-hmm. you can see like, okay, I'm, I'm getting close to my period. Like this is probably why I feel more like wanting to kind of retreat and be, yeah. um, not do as much socializing or something like that. Um, so yeah, I found it super beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you've been working on kind of like a plan how to transition off birth control. Do you want to talk a little bit of about that and kind of what that plan goes over in a way? Yeah, sure. So I I created a basically a birth control transition guide. Mm-hmm. Um, this is essentially just like a PDF. You can just uh, download it, and it's about. Uh, I think it's like 60 pages. Um, and I include all the scientific references for like everything, mm-hmm. but basically it helps. I created it as a guide for like the woman who wants to get off birth control, but they don't really know when they should or what they should do to prepare or mm-hmm. what to do when like issues come up because it's likely that issues might come up. Um, so I basically mm-hmm. walk you through kind of, how to determine your timeline of like when you should get off. Um, and then I talk about ways to support your body prior to getting off birth control. So mm-hmm. these are mostly like food and lifestyle based. Um, and then I go into like specific issues, like period issues that come up. So mm-hmm. if you come off birth control and you have heavy periods, there's a whole list of things that you can, yeah. you can try. Um, and they're all basically like, diet and lifestyle based. Um, Mm -hmm. or if you have like, if you have PMS, there's like a section on that, or if you have cramps or acne coming up. So it's kind of, yeah, just a good resource for you to, um, to know how to support your body. Um, and the last section goes into more of the fertility awareness piece. So, um, Cause a lot of women want to come off birth control, but they don't know the other options. So yeah. I kind of break it down. Like this is how you tell your fertile window. This is how you track your cycle. These are the things you should be tracking. And I also give references for different resources that I've used like books and podcasts and different people to follow that talk more in depth with it. Because obviously like I'm a dietitian, nutrition is my main, mm-hmm. my main thing. So um, I'm not an expert in fertility awareness method by yeah. any means, but I kind of give the information that I know and um, it's all backed by science and references and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the guide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for people who maybe aren't ready to completely get off birth control, like the pill or the IUD, is there 
this is like, I don't know if this is like really a question that you have an answer to, but is there one that maybe doesn't affect women more than the other? Hmm. It's honestly, it's very hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very like individual based. Like mm-hmm. I've had clients where like they had no issues on the pill and they went on the mm-hmm. IUD and it was terrible. Yeah. Or some clients that couldn't be on the pill and then they had one IUD and it was great. And then the other mm-hmm. one, it was not great. So like yeah. it's really kind of dependent on the person. Um, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to find someone that has had no negative experiences mm-hmm. on kind of birth control. I feel like there's always something that comes. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're going to be on it and get off of it and not have anything that would have been affected. Yeah. And with your clients or with yourself, what do you feel the number one reason why women want to get off birth control? I feel like it's it's a combination of things. So mm-hmm. I would say like top thing is like they want to get pregnant. Um, yeah. That's pretty common. Um, the other thing is like if they're already experiencing issues. Mm-hmm. So if they've been on birth control for like 10 years and all of a sudden they're starting to experience like more moodiness or like mm-hmm. they're just like not – feeling like themselves anymore yeah. um or it's just yeah it's not like it's not managing their symptoms as much as it used to mm-hmm. um <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some other reasons yeah I'd say like I say those are like the main thing mm-hmm. um hoping that like in the future um because there is kind of like more awareness coming out about yeah. birth control and like how it affects us. Um, I'm hoping that more women are kind of wanting to get off of it before things mm-hmm. get bad. Um, yeah. When it's kind of like, okay, like I want to conceive and maybe like the next couple years, like maybe yeah. I can get it off of it and like prepare for pregnancy rather than just, getting off and like seeing what happens. Like Mm -hmm. I hope that we get to the point where there's more like preparation involved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what do you feel is the appropriate amount of time for your body to kind of like come back from birth control if you're trying to like conceive? Yeah. I'd say like minimum a year, Mm -hmm. Um, which kind of takes people by surprise. But Yeah. um, yeah, I think like that's, typically like and it's not it's kind of like my own opinion it's not like Mm -hmm. entirely backed by anything um other than like there is some research to show that like it could take from like nine nine cycles to like 18 months for like your cycles to regulate Mm -hmm. um so like there is some some credibility behind it but I think like from my perspective a year is kind of like enough time where you can, you can work on like work on your nutrition, work on like supporting your cycles. Um, If your cycles don't come back right away, at least you have some time to like support things. If Mm -hmm. they come back right away, like they might not be, they're probably not going to be perfect cycles. You're probably going to have some issues come up. So I think to have the amount of time to like 
to learn how to track your cycle, to learn how to support your body. And, um, uh, there was something else, but, um, yeah, just to get your body in like a good place. Cause it's, it's not like you learn these things overnight. So I feel like you just want to give yourself enough time. Oh, and to like replete your nutrients. Yeah. Um, That was the other part is like, you need to have enough time to like get your body replenished. And do you feel like doctors talk about this enough or it's not really something that's talked about very much among people who are just getting off birth control or trying to and wanting to conceive? Do you think it's made known that they should wait or is that not something that I guess is talked about? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't talk to a lot of doctors, yeah. um, but like <clears throat> just from like experiences that I've heard from clients and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like usually doctors are recommending that you stay on birth control up to the point of trying to conceive. Like they don't really, they don't talk about having kind of like a buffer in between. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's just kind of lack, lack of education or awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they, they're not really concerned with like the nutrition side. Like, yeah. um, so I feel like they don't really, they may not think about those things that like, it is important to like support your nutrients and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, unfortunately I feel like, yeah, doctors are kind of, they're, keeping people on birth control a little too long, maybe. Um, But I've even heard like from some clients, like they said, their doctor basically said like, you can come off birth control, like right before you conceive and like, you can conceive right away. And like, in my perspective, Mm -hmm. like just because you can conceive, like maybe doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. That's kind of my two cents about it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Is there anything else you would like to um, bring up? Um, I guess just like one thing I'm thinking mm-hmm. of is like, so with like the nutrients and like, I kind of listed all the ones that are depleted yeah. and stuff like that. Um, it's very easy for people to say like, okay, I'll just jump in, like get a supplement and like, mm-hmm. I'll be good. And that's great. But um, I really caution you and taking supplements blindly. Um, so like we definitely want to be, I'm more of like a food first approach Mm -hmm. dietitian. So, and I feel like most dietitians are, um, so like everyone has very different needs when it comes to like nutrients. So, um, this is where it can be helpful to actually seek the help of a dietitian. So like Mm -hmm. that's your diet and let you know if there's any nutrients that you may be deficient in or like not getting enough. Cause if mm-hmm. we take supplements without actually knowing if we need them, they can actually cause a lot of harm in the body. So yeah. we definitely want to be careful when it comes to supplements. Um, I'd say just like focus on food if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. If you're okay with that, I can put your Instagram in the show notes. So any people with, okay, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.